the biggest, most pivotal moments in my life and in my career were not me doing it alone, but me teaming up with somebody else. And those have always been the points that have like furthered me as a person. And then yeah, furthered my career. And you forget that that's like an option where so we kind of especially if we're going into business or doing like freelance work, you just picture like an artist sitting in their studio doing it alone. But there's really so much greatness that can come from teaming up with the partner, but it also has to be the right partner. And we both worked with the wrong partners for us. So we know how valuable it is to find the right person. Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. So glad you are here with me today. I am always so glad to hear things like I listened to you in my studio. I went for a long walk and I brought you along with me. You know, Windowsill Chats is just here to connect you to other creatives and to let you know you are not alone on this crazy path. This episode is no exception to that. I have the honor of talking to Katie Johnson and Alana Griffo who are the co-owners at Good Type, an exclusive community for people who love the art of typography, providing a collection of educational resources, unique perspectives, and inspiration to support the personal and professional growth of your career. The cool thing is that Katie and Alana also met online, and they collaborated and created together some really fantastic tools and resources. And they discovered in talking to each other that art licensing has really changed the way they've run their own businesses. And it's one of several income streams that they utilize to build businesses with their own art. They've changed how they define success and they've made it their mission to help other artists pursue creative passions and build businesses around their own work. Katie and Alana strive to be honest, share their struggles, and build community where they can all lift each other up. They want to help artists pursue their passions and take the fear out of business. Good Type Tuesdays are back, which is great. If you subscribe to the Good Type email newsletter, you get a new lettering challenge every Tuesday. So obviously there are great resources and all sorts of wonderful things that Alana and Katie have put together. And now with the relaunch of Good Type, there are just even more things available to you immediately. So before I tell you all about it myself, let's take a listen to Katie and Alana. Thanks for being here. 
Katie and Alana, thank you so much for taking the time to figure out how we could all three be here together. I really appreciate it. So excited. Yeah. You guys, I can tell already we've barely chatted, but this is going to be a fun one. There's some, there's some humor here. There's some lightness here. We're going to have a good time. We are. So, you know, usually I start out on the long twisty path of, of how people got to be creative in the first place. And I know we'll get to all that, but there's two of you, which I love because I've really um, wanted to have a podcast where I talk to, you know, a collaboration team or somebody that's found somebody else and is doing something together. So I would just kind of love to know from each of you how how you got to where you are right now, because you are doing such good things and I can't wait to hear more about it all. So who wants to go <laughs> or both collaborate on this answer? I'll go. Awesome. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm Katie, and the, my other teammate, that's Alana, <laughs> and we actually met via Instagram DMs. I love that. Alana um, had been following me. Um, I think she actually found me on Good Type, which will be important in a second, <laughs> um, because, well, okay, so I said that I was going to be doing a... Uh, course on art licensing in my stories. And Alana sent me a DM and was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. I'm going to do that too. We're both lettering artists and we found this niche of art licensing and we were like, wow, nobody's talking about this in this community. This Mm -hmm. is such an important space. And so um, at first my reaction to her saying she had the same idea was like, dang it. I'm I'm worthless. She already had the idea. Hers is going to be better. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've been talking about community over competition and I'm not, I'm not putting my money where my mouth is. So I changed my mindset and I reached out and said, Hey, let's do it together potentially. And we had a phone call and we just meshed really well. And so we decided to create this course together called art licensing for letterers. And that was super well received. And we just like had this weirdly perfect like mesh together of like we're really like a yin and a yang um and we like complement each other so well which is so rare we we just like we're so lucky to stumble into that um and then you know based on the response of that we were like well we we both run our own lettering businesses we know a lot about what has worked and what doesn't work. And people are just so scared of the word business as artists, but so many of them like go out on their own and are freelancing or whatever it is, even if it's a side hustle, they need to know those principles. So we decided to um, create a larger business, which we called Lumiere. And um, that business we ran for a while teaching courses and uh, educating people about business. And then this opportunity came up um, to kind of roll Lumiere into this established business called Good Type, mm-hmm. um, which is like a huge name in the lettering space. Yeah, we both have deal. been following Good Type for forever. And like I said in the beginning, that's how Alana found me in the first place, which is so funny because it's all kind of comes full circle. But yeah, so we ended up taking over Good Type, and now we're bringing all of the Lumiere education and business stuff 
over into good type. So it's like a place for uh, lettering artists and type lovers and artists really of all sorts to get inspired, but to also learn how to take action on that inspiration, whether it's skill building or uh, business skills. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at right now. And this is a pretty new transition, but we're super excited. And it's been, it's been a wild ride, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> a wild, wild ride. Alana, do you have anything to add to that wild ride? I think Katie nailed it. Great job. Katie. You did good. Um, <laughs> Felt I like I was rambling, but it's a long no, story. It, it is a long story. And it's it's going to be a long story. And I, like Katie said, it's just been so incredible to see that power of community over competition. And the way we've worked together has really allowed us to figure out what we're good at, what our strengths are and like lean into the things we're passionate about. And then now we're in this really fun stage of trying some new things and exploring in different ways than we would have been doing three years ago. So it's been really fun and uh, it's a wild, it is a wild ride, but I'm here <laughs> for it. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, just there, there are a couple of things. First of all, you just sort of said, and now we're kind of taking over a good type. That is not a small deal. Yeah. <laughs> that is a huge deal. So, you know, did, so that's yours now, the, the good yes, type. Yes. Yeah. That is so fantastic. The founder of good type Brooke is still like, we're, we talked to her pretty regularly, but we just, she was ready to have some space to pursue other projects. And so she came to us and um, saw what we were doing and was just yeah. so excited to, she was like, can, can you do this? Could I, could I pass the reins? And we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. What a great <laughs> Sign us up. call to get. Yeah. So, so we're in constant contact with her and, uh, you know, asking her how things have worked in the past and how we can retain that. And, you know, we are so thankful for her building this community. I mean, mm -hmm. that will be a part of her story forever and it will forever be a part of ours as well. Yeah. So yeah, Brooke is pursuing other projects and now it's us. That's awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's really and cool. you know, and you guys have built an amazing business as well. And I love the whole principle of it because being an art director and a product development person for decades now, um, type, building, you know, just the way lettering looks, the way you get a message across is, is the most important thing. And I'm, I, I'm probably type first when it comes to my own graphics and things like doodling. When I was a kid, it was always writing. I was always lettering, 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 lettering. that's just my favorite thing too. So when I look at somebody's portfolio, I, I either go like a little cringe at the lettering, <laughs> sorry, or like, I'm so excited when they've, when they've either nailed it or they working towards nailing it. It's but kind of like, it's kind of like, if you know, you know, yeah. Oh like, yeah. yeah. If you're, if you don't know anything about typography, then like you wouldn't see any issues, but like, if you know, you, you really know, and you can't yeah. unsee it ever again. I mean, who doesn't point out my dad did this growing up because he'd be, we'd be driving down the street that end is upside down. Like I, it's so drilled. It like, it's hard for me. It hurts when I see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Bad it's, kerning. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. that person who's like out at the bar with my friends and they're all like joking about stuff. And I'm like concentrating on a one like beer sign in the corner. I'm like, Ooh, that kerning. <laughs> I am so right there with you. I'm sure people are like either nodding or going like, 
what's my lettering like? You know, all the terms now, my husband is like, Oh my gosh, that kerning is totally off. Or like, look at that, how janky that squash is like, what's going on. And I'm like, yes. Oh, you, you two are really the life of the party. It sounds like <laughs> you, everybody, everybody look at this, look at this. And oh my God, we're, oh, you should really like, invite us to your next, how your next hard is it to put an N right side up? I just want to yeah. say my, my friends like that, she can find a spelling error or like the comma wrong or like whatever type, you know, but it's a, it's a handy tool and a, a niche group of people who love lettering the way we do will understand. But the thing is too, you've taken it kind of out of niche in a way, because you, you both saw something at a similar time and said, I'm going to do this thing. And, and, and there's a couple of things I, I want to focus on there because Katie said, oh my gosh, a little, a little like, what? Somebody else is doing this. I shouldn't be, or I should be. Am I doing it right? Or I'm doing it wrong. And you decided to collaborate. So that right there is an awesome thing to talk about for a second. How, how did that feel to, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it was pretty awesome to find somebody and then realize you could grow even further because you're having two people put into that. I think, I guess I've like never analyzed why I reached out to Katie, but I think I must've had that instinctual, like, mm-hmm. cause I was a huge fan of Katie's work and I was also having those, like, I think Katie's better than me type of feels. Um, and now I know that we're very, very different and that like, she brings something to the table that I don't and vice versa. But I think I, you know, I wasn't reaching out to say like, Hey, let's work together. I was just more reaching out to say like, I'm definitely going to sign up for your class. I'm going to do one and it's going to be different than yours, but like really nice to meet you. Like, this is so cool that we have this in common. Like not enough people are doing this, but I think over time, it's just evolved like every month and every year and every day we learn something new about what each other has that we can bring to the table. And it's been a huge relief to have someone that I can talk to. I mean, especially during COVID, like to have someone that you can just bounce ideas off of. I think it's easy to forget how lonely or like secluded it is to be working by yourself. If you're even, if you're just remote, like working by yourself, I call Katie just to be like, can you just tell me this is a good idea? And she yeah. sometimes will say it's not, but yeah, and e- even know, better. Yeah. Yeah. Just to work through it with someone instead of just relying on myself for everything. Um, and our strengths have become clear and there are clear things that Katie is stronger out, stronger at and clear things that I'm stronger at. Not that one of us is bad at them, but that I can say, I actually really don't want to do that. (laughs) Can you do it? That is, oh man, that's a game changer. It's so true. I have, um, I share and collaborate with a friend, another creative Natalie Shepard, and we have a monthly membership group and oh my gosh, doing it to, excuse me, doing it together is everything for me. I, I just feel like the people in that group get way more than they would if I was just doing it by myself. It just, and I, I just feel like the collaboration, the idea oh, yeah. generating that you do this and I'll do that. It's, it's super rich. So take that totally. to heart listeners. <laughs> collaboration yeah, like, is a beautiful thing. The, the biggest, most pivotal moments in my life and in my career were not me doing it alone, but me teaming up with somebody else. And those have always been the points that have like furthered me as a person. And then, yeah, furthered my career. And you forget that that's like an option where, so we kind of, especially if we're going into business, like, uh, or being 
doing like freelance work, you just picture like an artist sitting in their studio doing it alone. But it's, there's really so much uh, greatness that can come from teaming up with the partner, but it also has to be the right partner. And we both worked with the wrong partners for us. Yep. Um, so we know how valuable it is to find the right person. And we didn't like vet each other that much, but we also, so it, it's really awesome that it worked out, but um, we also started small. We started with one course and I think that's a great way to kind of get your toes wet. You can like do one project together. And then if it goes well, like maybe you expand to something else. And so that we've been using the word kismet a lot lately, mm-hmm. but it really does just feel like the two of us, uh, came together in such a, like, I don't know. It just all feels like it, it just fits yeah, so well. Felt that way. Yeah. It felt that way when Brooke approached us as well. We were like, yeah, immediately. Yes. Immediately yeah. So aligned yes. with her too, like morally and ethically, like we went yeah. through like questions too, like, what would you do in this situation? Or like, how do you handle these like bigger moral ethical questions? And where do you stand? And we were all like super aligned on that, which was really important for us too. So it just mm-hmm. felt like how, why, why would we ever say no to this? This is perfect. Well, and I think, you know, if you dissect it in the most basic way, when your integrity and sort of values align and and purpose goals align, then really it's amazing to see what comes your way. Cause now, I mean, what you built on your own is amazing. And then to now add put you under the good type name or along with the good type name. And I mean, she came to you because she could see that. Right. So it's pretty cool because when you put yourself out in a way that's that's real and and aligns with you, then you're showing your true self and others can say, yeah, I want to work with this person or or whatever it might be that turns out to be kind of magical. And that's such a huge thing too, just like putting yourself out there in the first place. Like we've, Alana has taught me so much about that too. Like, I mean, we're both very like driven, proactive people, but she's so good at like thinking of opportunities and like acting on it. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, sometimes I have ideas and I sit on them for a long time and eventually get to them. But she just like puts so many irons in the fire And it's so awesome to see those like come around and, and things, certain irons lead to other irons and, and it's, uh, it's really a snowball effect. And, and the reason that, um, Brooke actually came to us was because we were doing this, like we were taking this webinar that we did on tour. Mm. And so we were like reaching out to different people with audiences that were aligned with ours and saying, Hey, can we do this? free webinar for your audience and get in front of them. And so we did that with Brooke. And then she was like, Oh, I really like what these ladies are doing. I, I like that they like have this business side of things, which a uh, good type hasn't fully explored yet. And so I, because we did that, Brooke saw us in the first place. So there's so you just got to yeah. act and, and put yourself out there. And then it's just amazing what happens. I really think that that whole being in community and, and engaging in whatever way that looks like. I mean, it, you can start it as engaging on a, a comment and social media post. And then, no, we, we just want to do this webinar for your people. We're not saying we're not trying to sign them up for anything or whatever. We're just giving 
uh, we're letting people know about this because we feel like it's important and we feel like your community will, will benefit. And look what happened. You know, I think one of the, that's one of the biggest lessons we've learned as we try and scale a business is like, you have to give away way more than you ask for. And I mean, if you think about all these ways we learn and consume, um, as a consumer, like I'm on TikTok and I've learned so much on there and it makes me so much, um, it makes my purchasing decisions so much easier because if I've already learned so much from you, I am so happy to buy your product, even if it doesn't end up being exactly what I was thinking or whatever, because I'm happy to pay you the $20 for all the content I've already gotten from you for free. Like right. I'm, this just happened to me. And I like had this revelation, like, wow, that's, that changed my perception of a brand, especially in this world where we're inundated with um, brands, ideas, yeah. concepts. And there's so many ways to choose. There's so many brands doing similar, obviously everyone's different, yeah. but like similar products. And so um, it's really changed how we think about business and how we act as consumers as well. You know, I couldn't agree more. I'm going to, I'm going to remind myself of a thought I'm having right now. Cause I want to tie it back to licensing, but um, you know, when you, it's that no like, and trust to, you know, pick the words, but I will pay somebody I'm trusting and I love listening to, and I want to tune in to see what they're doing now. And I think they're, you know, setting the stage for good things. If I, if I, I might be able to go dig in and find that content, but if I can pay something and get it all at once. I was just saying that I was just saying that to someone this morning, like, sure. You could go to YouTube for seven days and try and find the information. But if someone's willing to like silver platter, hand it to you, that would save me a lot of time. I it's worth it for me, for sure. That is a good point. And, and then I was thinking, as you said that those people listening, so many of our combined, you know, people we work with are trying to figure out how to get in front of the right people, how to set up their portfolio, what licensing even is, does my art pertain does my lettering pertain? And it's, if you build that trust with your potential client, the same thing happens. They're going to come to you like over and over and over and over and over again. I will open the email that I know is going to contain something that pertains directly to the problem I'm trying to solve. And then you kind of get to know that person. And then, so you, you go to them again, because instead of trying to find 20 new ones every time, you might find 10 new ones and keep the same 10 because you're, you know, like, and trust them. And it's, so it's, I, I, you can switch it to, um, you know, teaching, selling all the things. I think we all want, you know, maybe we all love a variety, but I think we also all love consistency and things that will make our life simpler. And so a lot of what we're paying for is to have it or a lot of what we're buying into, whether that's by subscribing or by following or whatever it is, is so that you get more from one person. And so with like these bundles or things like that, sure. Again, you could spend all this time researching all their content, or you could have it delivered. That's a, that's a choice of how you want to consume your your content. And so, yeah, it's so interesting. And it's, it's been really fun to explore how we can talk about the same topic in different ways that different people can learn from. Well, and, and, and that's a really great point because I, I really think about that a lot. 
sometime, you know, before I kind of started figuring out how to help people learn, um, because I'm a product person, like I'm a, I'm a shopper, I'm a seller, I'm a maker. I love the product. And so I, I never dissected it for, for years. I didn't dissect it into how can I, I mean, I'm already helping other people do that in my business. I'm, I'm going back in time, but like, how do, how do I write about it? Or how do I turn it into something that's a course or a whatever, a podcast or whatever. But then you just start to think about it a little bit differently. And yes, it all is consumable information that we want. And, and some of the things that we do every day, you don't, it doesn't feel like it has value to you because you've done it forever. Like notice that the end's upside down or whatever, but then somebody else might like to learn that. You know, no, that's the biggest lesson with teaching. Like, it's really hard to be you and have evolved your knowledge to the point where it's at and remember what it's like when you first started. Like, that is, it's so hard to remember that some of these rudimentary revelations that you had back in the day are still revelations to be had for your students. And that, I definitely like feel an inclination to, to dive into the deep end because that's where I'm at right now. And I, I want to like get into the, the details and the advanced stuff, but then, you know, sometimes Alana and I will do like a webinar or teach a course. And we're saying like to us, the most basic stuff, and then people are getting their minds blown and it's like a reminder. Oh yeah. We have to like try to, you know, put ourselves back in that place that, that's definitely like something I think all people have to learn in in education. Yeah. I think that's like the, the new entry point for education because art has become so accessible. There is none. You learning can teach someone else. You at the beginning stages can teach someone else because you can say, watch me try this. Oh, wow. That did not work. Now someone else has learned that maybe that won't work. The very, Um, yeah. In the very beginning. Yeah, exactly. I think it's really cool to show the process and allow people to follow along and um, mess up with you or see you mess up too. Or, um, you know, there's like with art, there's no right answer. And so, you know, we talk a lot about business, which, you know, there are some wrong things, (laughs) but there's often more than one way, especially with the creative world to get to the, to the result. And so um, you might like the way we teach it, but you might like how someone else teaches it. And that doesn't make either of them wrong or better than the other. Exactly. And I I think so often people are waiting to put their work out into the world until they feel it looks perfect. And then you get stuck in that cyclical, oh my gosh, I'm not ready. But just like you said, Alana, if you, if you show somebody that first brushstroke and it's like, it worked or, oh my gosh, it didn't. I learned from that. That is almost even better. I love to see people's process because then I can go back and see what they've achieved or, or cheer them on along the way. You know, I, please don't be afraid you guys to put, to show us the process. Cause I feel like that's where the juice is. That's where the interesting. Yeah. And also the people who get the jobs, aren't the people who are the best. They're the people who are showing up and who are putting their work out there. And that's really the, the thing that you need to be concentrating on is <laughs> I'm writing like that down. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the clients, if you're trying to attract clients, they have to see that you exist. And the more times that you're in front of them and the more times that they see you doing a, 
uh, an educational thing or they see you uh, doing an interview or they see your work on Instagram or they see your work on Pinterest. Those are all touch points that are leading to an eventual hopeful hiring of you. Um, And if you don't put those breadcrumbs out there, nobody's going to know that you exist. So you could be the best in the world and working in your own studio, but not showing anybody and you're never going to get a job. I love that. I mean, what's exciting about Polished? I mean, really, we love to, well, I can't say we, I love to dig around and find a treasure. You know, I'm a junker vintage person from way back and I love the finding of that. And the same goes for finding an artist who's, who's finding themselves, developing their skills. Like, you know, teach me what kerning is and what that looks like and how to loop the bottom of a G in a way, you see, like I did that, you know, like in ways that might be unique to me. You know, I just, I, I could talk about so many points of this, but (laughs) to back to then the business you guys started together, it's so you saw that maybe lettering folks weren't always thinking business. And, and that's just because that's where you were, you, you, you know, fill in the blank creatives, any of us doing this or that maybe we don't quite know all the aspects of what that looks like. And your site is so rich with resources, books to read, little courses you've done, things to take that are all there for the, for the devouring. And it's, I'm so impressed with what you guys have done. It's really, thanks. Yeah. We, I, we just were so hungry to learn in the beginning and we still are. I think, um, the, we collected so many resources just from our own delving into the subject and neither of us have a formal education in business. We had to piece everything together and that meant podcasts, that meant books, that mean that meant asking friends, finding community. And so now we're trying to kind of compile those things for other people so they don't have to search as far and wide as we did. But I think there's so much to be said for that because, um, this is how I love learning how we get to learn these days, like online or, and this bite-sized thing interests me. And I want it instead of going to go ride my bike to school and sit in this giant room and listen to the professor and maybe fall asleep. Cause I was up too late at Mr. B's last night, whatever, you know, no, you can devour it because it's relevant to you right now. So I love yeah, that. And you also can't skip ahead in like a fruit lecture hall. Exactly. You know, there's some stuff that, you know, and you're, that's the stuff you fall asleep during. And, uh, it's nice that you get a kind of cherry pick stuff. It can also be a double-edged sword. You yeah. know, you can, uh, miss some important things if you're too eager, but it's, it is nice that you get to like cater your own flow of education that works for you. I totally agree. So I want to dive into licensing because this is, I mean, I feel like this could be five episodes. You guys, there's so much, there's so much goodness. Um, when you kind of started thinking about, okay, each of, obviously each of you were figuring out on your own that this was important, but I love all the things that it's, I listened to your video. They have a, you guys have a, um, a video that's free that people can listen to that gives all sorts of great information. I mean, it's all there, you guys, it's all there. So, Um, but then it goes on just, why did you start to see that, um, lettering people, like, how did it show up for you that this was necessary? It's so funny because Katie and I have pretty much the exact same story. Um, 
we each got our first licensing gig, like by accident, we each got a contract that for what we thought was maybe like freelance. And the contract said like licensing, you know, uh, language. And we both immediately Googled like WTF is licensing. (laughs) And so we had to learn and there wasn't anything out there. And we had to learn by like Googling, uh, asking lawyers, asking friends, like there just wasn't anything out there. And what we found was that the reason our work started to do well was because there weren't that many lettering artists doing it because no one was talking about it. And so it's traditionally, um, illustration, but there's this huge gap for lettering artists to come in and maybe, you know, even collaborate with illustrators or start to tap into illustration and, and tap into this income stream. And so it was really funny how we both just like had really the same experience, went to design school, never knew this existed. And then our first contract, we had to figure it out ourselves. And we both just thought if it was this hard for us, maybe we should tell other people about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just love that. I think, um, so tell, tell me a little bit about what it is that you guys offer around this, because I think people need to know there. I love how you deep dive into everything, like sit down and have a conversation with a lawyer. And, you know, so from your point of view, like, what is it that you guys are feeling is important to learn around this? Well, we have a six month course and we used to have just this, you know, take on your own, um, course. And we really heard from people that it's really hard to be accountable. Like, sure. You can sign up for a course, but how many times have you signed up for a course and not taken it or, um, taken it, but not taken action. Like you just listened, but you listened while you were doing something else. So we decided that if we, um, could be more engaged with the active students and provide more one-on-one direction and provide like group coaching calls and things like that, everyone would benefit. And you'd have to be committed. You'd have to say, I'm going to carve out time to digest this. Even if you're not taking action, at least you're digesting the concepts. And so we changed it to six months and we just wanted to share everything we, we needed so that someone could go off and make this happen. And so one of the pillars of our business is sure. It's great to like, look at inspirational content and start to like understand something, but what's even better is having action, having tangible steps that you can take to make it happen. And that's, I think where we've found that Katie and I shine is like breaking an idea down and making, making it actually come to life, whether that's uh, fast or really slow, which we're doing both on in our own business. Um, and so, yeah, we have this program, it's called the art licensing blueprint, and it's been probably more fun for us uh, than, you know, just Maybe, you know, I'm sure our students love it and they have great testimonials, but it's been fun for us. We've learned so much along the way about yeah. building a course and things like that. So yeah, that's, that's our, how we talk the most about licensing and we just try and share as much value outside of that course as well so that people can decide if it's right for them. Yeah. I think and- we should also make sure we define what we're talking about with art licensing. Cause I don't know if we've done that yet, but I just want to make sure everybody's on the same page here. Love so <laughs> when we say art licensing, um, we're talking about taking the art that you create and licensing it to, um, buyers who then put that art onto products that they're trying to sell. So we're talking about, 
uh, Alana and I do a ton of greeting cards. I almost exclusively am in the greeting card uh, gift bag gift space, Mm -hmm. but there's so many other products that you can license your art for. So there's like uh, serveware and tableware, there's party goods, there's um, home goods and art prints and bedding, there's fabrics. Um, there's just like this whole world of products. So we always tell our students to go to a big box store and take a look around with this new knowledge that this industry exists and start to pay attention to what, where there's art on products. And that is, uh, an opportunity for you to license your art. So this is, um, Licensing is really unique because it's like, it means like you're renting out your artwork. Uh, And the cool thing about licensing is that you can rent it to multiple clients at the same time, even it, there's all sorts of terms that you can work out to where I can take one piece of art that I create and I can put it on a greeting card, but I can also have it on bedding, or I can also have it on a pillow. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities for something that's like a hot topic word for us is double dipping. (laughs) And sometimes it's triple and quadruple dipping. We, uh, as business owners are really cognizant of wanting to get the most out of our work Mm -hmm. and our time. So we try to create one piece of art and then milk it for as much as we can. So that's why licensing is awesome because it offers that opportunity to milk that one piece of art. So hopefully that helps clear things up for anybody who was like, what WTF. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because again, there's that teaching thing where sometimes we're like, like racing down the track, having this conversation totally. because we've been doing it for a while, but people, you, you really, that's where you go and get, bring everybody along. And I love that you said that. And I, I think one of the things that people don't realize, and I was thinking about this when I was watching your, your, um, webinar was that what I can use. I'm sure people are doing this right now. I can use one piece of art over and over again. I've really had a lot of people that didn't, didn't get that. Didn't understand that it's your, your memes and stuff. in that are so funny. The girl with the shopping cart. I, and I love that it's up there for so long because you get there's a it's this gal with a shopping cart walking through kind of a big box store and she kind of has her hand on a shelf and everything's pouring into her shopping cart as she walks along. But it, there that to me represents all the opportunities that there are for licensing. Just like just like you said, there's so many more than you can even think about, like uh, art on a chocolate bar wrapping. You know, there's just so many things. Um, but how do you learn about that? And like you said, like a menu. Um, what did you know that that one piece of art, you could sell it for different things, but you have to know your contract language or have somebody to reach out to, to say, okay, I am licensing it for a card, but I can license it over here for wall art. I could to a different company. I could license it over here and put it, they can put it on this, you know, picture or a, there's, there's some mind blowing things that can happen. And and it's just an industry that's really gatekept and it's like a whole nother language from what we're used to. Like most people come from the understanding of freelance. And so it's really um, a different understanding. And so that's why we were like, okay, we have to have an entire course on this because this requires a lot of deep diving and reframing and re-understanding because um, yeah, it's not going to fit in a blog post. (laughs) No, it's not. 
No, it's not. And it's, and the other thing is that I think it's a lot of at least, you know, illustrator graphic people want, wouldn't it be nice if I could just license my work and feel like that's going to catapult their career, which is not also not necessarily true. I think like you guys point out in another way in your video, like it's really important to have multiple income streams. You're, you guys are working artists. You have cart, you have product out there. You already were doing that before you started teaching about licensing, but it's, it's, you know, I, myself, I do several things. I have a wonderful job. I have, you know, I teach, I, and to me, a and I would think many creatives are like this, this, that helps me because I am not linear in the slightest. So these are all things that feed different parts of what I need, but licensing it's many things together. And it, and that art you're making can really work for you for a long time. And I, I just feel like the way you teach it um, and, and yes, you're kind of pointing towards lettering folks but it's the same information. It, it, it really is. It's the yeah. same information. We have a lot of illustrators in the class and yeah, it, I would think it really, it's tough because you see on social media, especially right now, like niche down, niche down. And I think people get confused when we say diversify your income. We're not saying like start a knitting company over here, then okay. do illustration over here and then okay. do a cooking blog while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. We're, what we're saying is use your, get the most out of your creative process. So whether yeah. that's um, building your audience by showing up on social media and showing reels of your process or teaching or selling prints of that work and then also licensing it, that's what we're saying when we say diversify and licensing right. can be such a great asset to diversifying. Uh, we're not trying to spread any, anyone thin here. Right, right. Uh, exactly. I think it's, it's taking what you love to do and figuring out how to, how to, how to be productive and efficient yeah. with your time. And, and like we said, like actionable things and tangible things, not, not hustling to, to try and make ends meet. That's like exactly what we want to avoid is right. Katie and I both, when we were building our freelance businesses, like completely burnt out we're, you know, just struggling, making sure we wanted to know when the next paycheck was coming and licensing was able was what gave us the opportunity to kind of say, all right, we know this is coming. So now let's focus on this other thing and not be stressed um, all the time. Right. <laughs> and licensing works really uh, often in royalties and royalties are typically paid out quarterly. So, you know, when you're freelancing, it's like, do I have a project this month or not? Do I have a paycheck coming this month or not? But if you've done licensing projects and have continued royalties, that means you get to forget that you have money coming in and go out and check your mailbox and see, oh, good. Like I have a little cushion this month because past me set me up nicely. Yeah. Thank you, past me. And, and to that point too, there's a bit of a runway to that, <clears throat> excuse me, because you have to start and have those jobs and then it really does pay off. Exactly. Yeah. Art licensing, we always say is like a slow game and it snowballs and builds on itself. Uh, it does take a while to get in and there's, um, you know, just the working in the product world, there's a long time between when you turn over the file and when that product not only is on the shelf, but 
is has gone through a quarter and then you're getting the check finally from it. So there can be like a year. Oh yeah. Sometimes on the low side before you see your first royalty check. So there's a lot of patience involved and uh but it's it's more of an investment than some other income streams. Yeah, it it is. You're investing in in yourself. You're investing in your future salary and and all of that. And it's it's continual and then the longer you're doing it, the more of those threads connect to the, you know, the, the happy mailbox. The happy mailbox. I love that. <laughs> if you've been around for a bit, you know how passionate I am about community and connection among creatives. Being in the creative industry myself for a long time and getting to know many different areas of it, I can personally speak to the challenges that go into building confidence as an artist, managing all the ideas, tasks and projects as a creative and feeling alone and isolated when much of your work is done solo. This is exactly why I teamed up with brand consultant Natalie of Studio Shepherd to bring you Relish Your Creativity. Hey Margo, I'm so excited to finally have a space to facilitate and continue the real conversations that you have here on Windowsill Chats. Relish Your Creativity is a monthly creative community designed to help clarify your creative journey. Whether you're an artist, an illustrator, maker, or creative, this community bridges the gap between art, product, and a life fulfilled. It's made up of like-minded creatives who are ready to grow in their artistic endeavors as well as grow a profitable business. It really is. We bring you monthly trainings where we deep dive into relevant topics. There's live group mentorship with myself and Natalie. There's a private Facebook group. We have great guest speakers, live chats, and a really caring community. And we want to offer you a little taste of this membership. And so we wanted to invite anyone and everyone to join our free community chat that happens on Zoom the second Thursday of every single month. We call this free Zoom Relish Open Studio because it's a comfortable creative space where we can simply just come together. To register, head over to relishyourcreativity.com backslash open studio. Or if you already know this membership is right for you, we would truly love to see you inside. If you have dreamt of having your artwork out in the world, that is our jam. The Relish Your Creativity community is waiting just for you. So you guys separately, tell me a little bit about your, your creative businesses and what, you know, what your passions are in your, in your art practice. I think there's, um, you know, more and more we're doing less separate. Um, but Katie and I are both published authors and we each have these kind of, uh, pieces of our business that we brought before we met each other. Um, and I'll let Katie talk about the monster project because it is fascinating, but, uh, I wrote a book in 20, I think it came out in 2019. So I wrote it in like 2016, um, about growing your business and it didn't talk about licensing or anything like that, but I just had a really, I was freelance design. Uh, I was doing, I had left my job as an art director and I was doing pretty much any design job I could get like web design branding. And I think that's sort of where I felt the best was, um, branding. And then I had my product shop where I did mostly greeting cards and I had some, some bad experiences with clients. And so I just thought the business side of things 
came more naturally to me than it came to other people. Mm. Not saying I was, you know, picture perfect, but I learned a lot when, when I messed up. And so I thought, what if I could help other people with like a workbook of the things that I've done for myself, which feels so in line with what we're doing now, which, you know, that wasn't the intention, but it's been such a nice way for me to like use my brain in a different way. And so we both have that. And I would say we're, we're pretty much all in, uh, you know, the creative things we get to do often overlap with what we're doing here at Good Type, like creating graphics for something. Um, but we're still licensing our work. And that kind of comes when when we feel inspired to create something or when we get an inquiry that we're just really excited about. But Katie has the Monster Project, which I think is is totally worth, worth mentioning here. Bring it on. Okay. So this is something that I started as a side project back in college And, um, basically the premise of the monster project is I have, I get kids to draw pictures of monsters and then I get illustrators from all over the world to reimagine those monsters in their own styles. And then I bring it back to the kids to show them how their ideas can grow and how they can come to life and, um, and show them their own creative potential and just get them really excited about the power of their imaginations and, uh, the their potential if they, you know, wanted to pursue art potentially. And so it's really, really fun. I've been doing it um, on the side as just like a passion project. Yeah. Since my sophomore year in college. So it's been quite a while. Um, And it started with just like me recreating them. And then I was like, Oh, these kids are, this is really great. Everybody's loving it, but these kids are only seeing my style and they're only seeing one way that an artist can recreate things. So then I started reaching out to my peers at, at college. And then after that, I started cold emailing professional illustrators from all over the world. And now some of the best illustrators that I like only dreamed of joining my project, um, have joined. And I have a couple books of compilations of the art and, Uh, an activity book. And it's just been really, really fun. And it's another, it was like the first example for me of how collaboration um, Mm. can really transform and open up the potential. And because I started doing this, I've had so many opportunities come my way too. Like uh, I did, I worked with Adobe um, and did like a gallery show in San Francisco and a museum in Berlin reached out to me and I got to fly out to Berlin and do this project there and they displayed all the art and it was there's just been so much stuff that came out of it that was so unexpected because I just opened up to collaboration and I just yeah put put something out there in the world. I think it's funny because both of the projects that we've done on our own that have been like so I guess, momentous for us or like milestone markers have also been at the core about helping others pursue their creativity, whether that's letting them understand that creativity is a tool or that it's an actual career um, or like how to take it from a passion to something that's sustainable. And yeah, I think they're both really near and dear to our hearts still. I love that so much. I mean, I've always felt I'm, I'm the same. My, my passion in life is helping other creatives see their potential, get further along than they knew they could, you know, understand the potential or the possibilities in front of them. And that, that, so those speak to me 
all both those projects speak to me so much. And 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 there's something too about so many times you hear or somebody will say, well, my teacher said you're you didn't draw that cow right. So I never drew again, you know. And I think to to work with littles or kids, I've lectured in in um I used to lecture at an art school in the Dominican Republic, just the same way you like here's your, here's your potential that you don't even realize might be a path for you, but for them to see that, that there's value in that sketch or that drawing or that, you know, monster that's so real to them. It reminds me, I live um, near Tacoma, Washington and the Tacoma glass museum is there and they have this big glass blowing area. It's very cool, but they encourage kids who visit to draw a little sketch of something, a monster, or usually it's, you know, some blobby cool thing and pop it into a, you know, like a box they have and they draw, they pull them out and they recreate those. They'll pick one a week or something and they recreate them in glass. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I get chills thinking about it because you, there's a collaboration for you, um, you know, and, and not necessarily the glass museum, but like, how do you get this realized in three dimension is it on product like what let's start a you know a mug series or whatever it is but i've seen those monsters in the in the seattle airport they're on display at the museum they're on the website and um i remember when we went when my kiddo was little he drew he drew a fanta can or something with like arms and legs and i don't think it ever got made but he was like maybe it'll get made, you know, just that whole, the whole possibility that this sketch could turn into a thing. So that's what your project feels like to me. It's, it's these kids realizing they have value. Exactly. And also just for the record, there is definitely no right way to draw a cow. I know. I was (laughs) just thinking about that too. I think some of the kids uh, get really obsessed with like realism being the ultimate goal. And so I love using monsters. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) Um, Kids are typically more free, but occasionally I'll like run into one kid when they're drawing their monster. That's like so stuck because it's like not what's in their head, but monsters is a helpful place to start because there isn't like an ultimate perfect realistic monster because monsters don't exist. Perfect. Um, so that's Uh-oh. a good place for them to start. <laughs> I, uh, I was that kid and I think I still, I think the realism all, kid, not the realism with- kid, but like, am I doing this right? Am I making the right decision? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. or it's, just I can see how that head. translated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think we all still struggle with that. Like, Oh is, yeah. Is it perfect? Is it right? Uh, I was the one who would write down my notes from class and it wouldn't look good enough. And I would rewrite it. I'm sure I did too. Yeah. Oh I mean, that's gosh, why we're professional it. lettering artists. Yeah. Um, we're so annoying. Um, we're so annoying. But I, I remember that feeling and I love yeah. that these challenges, um, part of the beauty in creative being a creative is not the final result, but the process of getting there. And Becky Simpson, who is an illustrator that I admire so much, just talks about like just being bad at it. Like your messy yeah. first draft and just yeah. the beauty and just drawing just to draw. Like we often forget that when it comes to like being a business owner is like, do you, do you even enjoy the creative process? And 
can you just draw something and not share it and just have the practice of drawing? And she always recommends you draw with a crayon just to like get over yourself a little bit. <laughs> like yes. just draw with a crayon. Like this is not serious. Nobody needs to see this. Just have fun. And I always like really want to remind myself of that. So I think that's really cool. Well, it's so funny because the biggest difference between my art when I first started and now is that in the beginning, I was obsessed with that unattainable goal of perfection. And uh, I was like vectorizing everything and wanted everything to be like exactly in its place and perfect and smooth and shiny. And now I'm like, I'm adding mistakes and I'm, (laughs) I'm adding textures that look like, uh, makes things more gritty and more like handmade and just embracing my hand in it. And I think there's so many artists that go through that process of like, you start out thinking everything's got to be so tight and perfect. And then you see that the thing that actually makes uh, it unique and beautiful is being more loose and showing your hand and your unique perspective. It's you're, so you're funny. Smiling, Alana. It's <laughs> just so funny because it's so relatable. I remember yeah. I used to be like, it has to be perfect curves and Bezier and and the anchor <laughs> points. And looking back, like that was not even close. Like, sure, <laughs> it was vector, but like it looked yeah. like an upside down backwards shenanigans. And that's yeah. fine. That's all good and dandy. But I spent so much time trying to get it quote unquote perfect. And my definition of perfect has completely obviously yeah, changed. Yeah, I think that's it. It's the definition yeah, too, right. like changes as well. Right. It'll, it'll be continuing at, to change. Well, that's the beauty of it. I look at the lettering that that I'm so attracted to now. That is, it is not even, you know, it's hand, hand done. If you get the personality of the person in it. And I think if only, if only I had allowed myself to do that, I would be that lettering artist, you know, because I was always like, literally because probably because of learning and where we are in the world when I'm going to draw that just right. And it's Mm going to have, and, and now I'm so attracted to that. Actually, you know how often it's recommended or, or whatever that we pick a word for the year, my word for the year is texture. And it probably will be that for every year, at least for the the near future. To me, it has so much dimension in it because texture in our lives, et cetera. But those of you who work with me on the products I make, I'm like, a little more texture. Let's like, it's, it doesn't, it adds reality to it. The flatness goes away. The life comes in, you know, and it is just another way to put your touch on it too. So that's the number one thing that I'm always recommending. We do portfolio reviews for our art licensing class. It's like a broken record. I know. I feel so bad, but but every time somebody, somebody's like, okay, I put texture in it and I have to like zoom in to like, <laughs> like where 12,000 percent. And I'm like, wait, where is you, it? Can't, you can't see that at all. I'm like, she tells to it to me it. too. And it's, it's so helpful. Like Katie has such a good eye for those details that'll really elevate a piece. And it's fine if we're a broken record because we want to get yeah. the point across, but she said it to me the other day and I was like, okay, I'm going to go over it and I'm not going to be shy. I'm just going to go all to, to town. Yeah. And yeah. it, completely changed the look of it It in a good way my when we are in these art reviews they're they're like now it's like they look at me like to add texture or you know like guess what I'm gonna say where is it I do they're they're definitely so timid they're like but I made everything so perfect it's like well now you gotta you gotta unperfect it (laughs) 
Yep. Oh my <laughs> now gosh. screw it up. Screw it up. <laughs> In five years, the trend will probably be a, like, clean that up. Clean that up. Maybe. So, Ew. Ew. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. No, I, I say this, but I'm like pretty anal about stuff. Like on one hand, like when I'm actually drawing, like I get in there, but then like I allow, I, I allow myself to, yeah, mess it up after. <laughs> exactly. Which is, but, but then I always, you know, I feel like a good drawer can make something look deconstructed because they know what that shape needs to be, exactly. where it needs to lay on the page, all that. It's, it's yeah. no, there's no mistakes there mm-hmm. really. It's just kind of going with the flow. Oh my gosh. So many good points. I, I feel like we could just keep going for, for on and on community wise. I just want to hear a little bit about how to be in your community. Like what is it? There's more than just the class. There's all that you offer. So how, how can people, people are clamoring right now. They're trying to figure it out. So let's tell them how to be a part of this. I think the best way to, to kind of get that human connection. That's not on Instagram would be our discord. Katie, would you agree? Well, sure. I love yeah, that you have that's something that we're, we're starting up. We're starting mm-hmm. a lot of things. We're kind of in the beginning we're in the spaghetti of, throwing thing. We're in the spaghetti. <laughs> um, but we, I mean, obviously we have our Instagram following, which um, we're constantly posting on their inspiration and actionable tips. Um, our newsletter is something that you should definitely sign up for if you don't want to miss anything. Cause that's where we like compile everything that's going on. Um, we've got like a workshop series that we're doing right now. And they're still like workshops coming up through May. And are you, um, is your Instagram under good type now or yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. It's all under good type. Everything yep. is good type. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of great ways and then we're just continuing to expand that community. So I would say follow us on Instagram and our newsletter and, um, we'll hook you up with like everything that is going on. That's a great hub to start with. You yeah. know, there's a lot of pop-ups that come up for me when I look at, you know, be on my newsletter, but this one, I was like, I am on that newsletter. Cause you yeah. guys are speaking my language so much. I, I just am so glad that you found each other and are oh, putting all this too. into the world. Really. I will say with the newsletter, we really try and be respectful of people's yeah. inbox. We we're not going to just show up to be like, Hey, how's it right. going? It's Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and we get that. I am an inbox nut. Like I don't want any clutter in there. Oh my so God. We try and really, She's, she really, it's like beyond, but I'm it's like, so no. good because I've never had inbox zero and Alana is like constantly. Wow. Uh, we, we definitely don't have inbox zero. Let's just, be well, honest. we have, we have like literally like eight emails in our inbox right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, my mouth but, and open. she's like, she's like, it's not inbox zero. I'm like, Pretty much (laughs) like the only thing that's 20,000. Yeah. The only thing that we keep in our inbox is like stuff that's still actionable that we haven't, uh, I haven't figured out yet. I have a system. It's It's amazing. It's inspiring. I, it's just beautiful to witness. (laughs) I'm along for this ride. (laughs) I I was going to say, if I wasn't a creative entrepreneur, I would 100% be like a home organization, um, productivity nut. And I'd, I'd really like to find a way to infuse that into, into this space, because I I listened to your episode about productivity and I was like, this is my love language. Like 
it's not being busy. It's being efficient. It's being effective. It's like opening your drawer and seeing things clearly and not seeing a mess like that. Oh my gosh. Do not open my drawers when you come (laughs) stay in my house, Alana. (laughs) I'm going to open them. I'm going to clean them. You're going to come back in and be so confused. But for me, um, as a creative with ADHD, which I know that's a, that's a big club, but I was diagnosed quite young. That has been the thing that has been like my superpower is being, um, really organized, which it's funny, either you have it or you don't, it's like an ADHD, uh, trait that either it's a sign or it's you, you're the complete opposite where everything is a mess, but you know, where everything is. And, um, it's my, it's my superpower. And it can be real annoying to other people. Like when I go into other people's houses and I'm like already tidying and I'm in their fridge and I'm throwing out the things that are expired and they're like, get out of here. But, um, it brings me a lot of joy brings you know, me a lot the of joy. Important part. Yeah. That's yeah. The important part. You can, there's a class there. I know there is There's something there for sure. <laughs> sure there is. Yeah. I got a lot of book. That's yeah, the home for edit, it. but for your business. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I do have to circle back to discord for a second though, because having a 13 year old, 14 year old, that's how I get him to pay attention to me. I can text him. <laughs> I can try and FaceTime. I just pop call discord him. and say, could you come out here, please? Or call me or whatever. It works like that. We're really excited. It's brand new. So by the time this comes out, maybe we'll have a little more understanding of it, but it's such a powerful platform. And one thing we were feeling. It's for people who don't know what it like. Oh yeah. It's like, it's like instant messaging, but like in groups, it's like, instead of Facebook groups, you can have voice calls, you can have video calls and you can segment into what groups within that community you want to be a part of. So for example, forum too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so for example, in Slack. (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly. It's like very similar. So, um, we have any of our workshops that you take, you'll then get into a private group, but that's just the people that were in your specific workshop where you can continue the conversation about things you learn, share resources. Um, another one, for example, might be like job postings. You could like ha- be in a chat. I'm not saying this is ours because we're again, still working it out, but, or uh, looking for designer or help me critique this piece. And there's just so much opportunity there. So we just started by having a general channel and, having our workshop channel. But I think the goal with it is that Instagram comments are not the place to have, or DMs are not the place to have these meaningful conversations. So let's take it off of our phone and bring it to like a desktop or an iPad where we can like type out longer things and like click to links really seamlessly and have deeper conversations with a smaller audience. Yeah. And this is our reaction to, to like not wanting to be in Facebook groups anymore. Cause we, Mm -hmm. we do have a group, but we're going to be moving everybody over onto the discord. Cause we just don't, we just don't want to deal with that anymore. No, I think anymore (laughs) these days, like when we were starting our group, it's like, Oh, we really don't want to be here, but here we are. Well, it was the only option for a long time, but discord just seems like a much better, um, and less controlled by, (laughs) interests yes. of Others. like who know, yeah until exactly. they buy it yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's true awesome oh my gosh you oh, guys yeah we're just rolling with the punches <laughs> I love that hip in a hip way of course because sure you know. sure sure we'll take it <laughs> we're super hip we're yeah. yeah it's like really hard to keep up with us so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. says, the girl, says the girl who goes to bars and points out kerning <laughs> 
Mm. I know now, now that we know each other, we can send each other pictures. Can there be yeah. a discord channel for that? Bad. <laughs> um, we, we have a, we just started a TikTok, and like by just started, I mean like baby, we're in the baby steps of like trying to understand it. It's so fun, but we do have some type fails up there oh, and yes. we cannot get through a video without like laughing hysterically when we find, you know, and they're, I'm sure the untrained eye will see them as well, but we just, we can't get enough. I really want that to be our whole entire TikTok. It's yeah, just it's, type. Gone I can't wrong. wait. It's definitely not like making fun of designers, but oh, no, no, no. it's no. like, yeah. it's like finding things the that sign we, with the, the sign that actually accidentally says something else because of the, the legibility issues or like, or like it's, when the, it's all, the, it's all in good fun. Yeah. yeah. It's like when the neon light is out on the end yes. and then the word said something completely <laughs> inappropriate, we cannot get enough of that. That's oh my gosh. I'm going, I'm heading straight over there. I'm heading straight over there when we're, when we're done, but, and you're right. It's not about the designer. It's about just the, the application usually. Yeah. And we're, we're very conscious of, uh, we like to be an inclusive space. We're never going to post a video that's uh, because you've been there. Not a desire. We have been there. We do not want to be on the receiving end of that. So it's it's things out in the wild. It's found type. So yeah, awesome. that, which is funny because that's how good type started was just found I need, type. I need to add my first like billboard that I made um, as a designer was like for this insurance company and it said enjoy the road ahead. And, uh, I was like, so excited. And I was like looking up pictures to see if, you know, I could find them on Google and you can imagine if they remove one letter (laughs) from a head, uh, what happened. So the very first picture I saw of my first billboard I ever got out in the world was graffiti to say, (laughs) enjoy the road. Boop. I don't know if I can say it. So I need wow. to I need to add that one to our TikTok because you that, do. Wait, how have we never talked about this? I have so I don't much know. Never about you. Yeah, yeah. I know we're always uncovering new stuff, but mm, that was my I big moment. I was like, yes, I'm gonna see my first billboard. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, wow. good. Yeah. That's great. So good, you guys. I'm so, so glad good. you're putting into the world what you are. I'm so glad you two met each other. That's uh, true. It's it's a good thing. I would love to know three people who are inspiring you or groups or, you know, however you want to call that out. Hmm, I would say, question. well, we just interviewed Debbie Millman. And oh, yay, you. Yeah, yeah it was kind no of pressure. crazy. And she just released um, a new book that yeah. combines like all of the best moments from her interviews from her um design matters podcast over the last 16 years. And it is such an inspiring book. And so just interviewing her, she's like the queen of interviewing people. So I, I did like a deep dive on listening to her and just, she's just the most inspiring. Um, I'd say another person for me is always Seth Godin. Um, Alana's probably tired of hearing me say that. No, I'm not never, but uh, um, yeah, go ahead. I have one too. He's a marketing, um, genius and he approaches marketing from such a human place and it's not about, yeah. uh, swindling and it's not about, um, hustling. hustling. It's all about leaning into the humanity of people and trying to make the world a better place. And in that, uh, effort, creating businesses that are like 
actually good things and actually adding value to the world. And I absolutely love him. And he has the best um, blog and newsletter ever. Yeah. So, and then I'll just finish mine before so that you can do all yours, Alana. Oh, I was just going to add to yours. I wasn't going to do three. Oh, sure. That's okay. I bet bet it's the same one. You, what is it doesn't have there's no fast rules here you guys can give me 10 if you want <laughs> um tina roth eisenberg uh, oh hell she's, yeah she's been a huge inspiration to us for me both as a mother and as a business owner but like the way she just brings joy to everything and it's funny because these three people seth debbie and tina were all people who i was like very obsessed with when i first graduated college and they were like kind of um you know they're more known now and they weren't unknown then, but they were like not as humongous. And I kind of forgot about them for a little while. And Katie brought them back up and I was like, Oh my God, wait, I remember listening to this at this point in my life. And they just, they're all so humble and curious and so willing to share. And I just love the way they all lead their, their companies. Tina is, um, Swiss miss. That's probably how a lot of people know her, um, from her like epic blogging inspiration. Yeah. Uh, but she also runs Tatly and she's also the creator of creative mornings and to do the app. (laughs) She's just, yeah, she's great. So she's, she just is an amazing inspiration and she just leads with joy in everything that she does. And she talks about having a drawer full of confetti, um, to always like lift your spirits. And that's just like the type of person that she is. And I'm trying to, I get pretty serious about things sometimes just cause I, I can be intense. Um, but in my personal life, I really like to laugh and just like be, be goofy. So I'm trying to infuse more of that into my business personality. And she does such a good job with that. So that's why I love her so much. I love that. These are such good people. And was, you know that, was that your third, Katie? No, she had was somebody else, same? I'm sure. Who was well, it? I was just going to say an artist. So oh, okay. you uh, should I was going to throw that in. Um, one of my favorite artists ever is Nicholas Delore, D-E-L-O-R-T. And he does, he uses scratch boards. Mm. And so it's like, sometimes it looks like reversed out because you scratch out the light parts. Um, and he just makes the most intricate, like incredible work I've ever seen. So if you want to check out some like super intricate amazingness, I highly recommend. Love that you guys, such good ones. You know, um, nobody has mentioned Debbie Millman yet as a, as an inspiration. And she's certainly one for me. She is somebody that, um, yeah, all of them and yeah, all of them. Seth Godin too. I mean, I just feel like all these people remind us what our potential is and they're so real. And I feel like, you know, you two are in that category. I was so inspired just from digging into what you've done, what you've compiled. That video was absolutely exactly what people need to know to, to feel more confident, to feel like they're stepping into licensing in a good way. And, and to feel like there's support for them in what you're building and, and kudos. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. It's very cool. So thanks for being here. And I have a feeling we are going to need to circle back and do this again after you dug into your, into your new, you know, kind of surroundings for a little bit longer, because you guys are offering so much. It's really great. 
Thank you. It's great to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.